Carefree Cuisine is a new business in Littleton, and it was launched to address food allergies. They manufacture frozen meals in, in their sterile kitchen, which is free of the top eight food allergens, which never, ever enter their facility. Their first line is all plant-based vegan meals, uh, perfect for anyone doing Meatless Mondays, uh, observing Meatless Fridays, or anyone trying to work uh, more plant-based uh, varietal into their diet. Uh, the Good Morning Scramble, Vibrance Bowl, Very Veggie Rice, Farmer's Chili, and Asian Noodle Bowl are all 14 to 16 ounce meals, around 500 calories, and perfect to go from the freezer to the microwave to your table. Delicious, and most importantly for food allergy sufferers, safe. Stay tuned for the meat, meat protein-based meal line, which is good for uh, yours truly, launching soon. Uh, an exciting news for people who listen to the Mortcast, uh, they've got an exclusive stock your freezer deal, especially for CSU listeners. Get 10 meals for $99. That saves you 25%. Come by their kitchen on Bowles and Platte Canyon in the Columbine Shopping Center in, Lil- Center in Littleton and see Patrick for this exclusive deal. When you go in, mention CSG Podcast and mention that Jeff Morton sent you. They are located at 3615 West Bowles Avenue, uh, Unit 1, and that is in Littleton. Uh, They are at carefreecuisine.com, and their phone number is 303-630-9568. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. I am, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Um, I'm coming to you live from the self-quarantine zone. I shouldn't say quarantine, but self-isolation zone up in Fort Thornton. I... um, decided to limit my uh, exposure to coronavirus because uh, I have a brother with uh, leukemia. And I also have a uh, father who is in his 70s, and uh, and we all work in tandem to kind of take care of my brother, take him to appointments and all that stuff. And quite frankly, um, it would not be good for his health, personally, if uh, I was to contract something like coronavirus. Um, I've already been vigilant for the flu, but the flu is different. We all have a natural, at this point, immunity to somewhat to the flu. Um, this coronavirus really, really kind of hurts people who are immune compromised and uh, uh, who are in their 70s and up. And quite frankly, I can't risk that. Um, so not saying that you shouldn't go to games uh, and go and, and enjoy games. It's just something that uh, I have to do because of my situation. I'll, of course, still be covering the Nuggets and be doing these uh, more casts. Um, I, I've tried to record this thing about four different times, and at each time my, my take has changed on the Nuggets, in which I guess, I guess that kind of indicates where we're at right now with this team. Um, quite frankly, uh, they are very, very frustrating at this point, and I don't know if there's one single person or, uh, you know, entity that... Uh, kind of like deserves responsibility for this. I think it's a collective effort, collective malaise, as Jimmy Carter would say. Um, those of you who are probably listening to this have no idea what that reference is. And I'm quite, quite frankly, I'm too young to get that reference, but whatever. Um, we're, this is where we're at with the Denver Nuggets. It's a collective, collective funk. It starts with Nikola Jokic and his... Um, I would say his inability to pull himself out of his own funks. Um, what I have discussed many, many times on this uh, here podcast is that Nikola Jokic gets into these funks. He's not happy with something, and he is just 
I discussed this with um, several different people in the media, but he, he can't be anything but passive-aggressive, it seems like. And that manifests itself in moping. And it just affects the rest of the team. And, and on, honest to God, it, it's frustrating. <clears throat> it's frustrating to watch. Um, if Jokic is unhappy with something, he needs to vocalize it or address it. And he just lets it affect him. And it's, it, it becomes, it's, it's, he's the best player and it becomes detrimental to the team. This team feeds off of his energy. And when his, and he's moping and he has terrible energy, it's really hard for the team to pick up his slack. Right. And <clears throat> you can't always expect the rest of the team to rise up like that. You know, the NBA is a small ecology and you really, truly, you are, you, you go as your best player goes. And lately, Jokic has, uh, quite frankly, not been there. And it's been frustrating, particularly since the All-Star break. He'll, he's good enough to put up good numbers, but he is also good enough to, when he is not engaged or if he's not doesn't have the greatest attitude, it will affect the rest of the team. And there is zero doubt of that about that right now. Um, picking up, getting into foul trouble in multiple games, um, Basically, just it it just kills the team, and he needs to know this. And I, at this point, you would think in his fifth year that he would, um, but you got to wonder sometimes. And hopefully, he can snap himself out. Um, there's also responsibility on Jamal Murray. Um, Jamal Murray hit the game-winning shot against the Charlotte uh, Hornets, um, but he is also still wildly inconsistent. And has a tendency to freelance in a way that that's not necessarily conducive to the team. There, there was this, for example, the final possession last night. Both he and Will Barton basically dribbled out the possession, and it ended up in a very low percentage shot for Jamal Murray. <clears throat> that is not going to cut it. Um, quite frankly, it is not going to help the Nuggets to have two players that you need to get the last shot, but one which kind of chooses to do his own thing at times. You know, I'm not blaming him for the the last shot. It was a collective bad possession that should have, you know, Michael Malone should have called his last time out in that situation. He chose not to. And this Nuggets team lost against a very bad Cleveland Cavaliers team for the second time this year. Not good. Not good in any way, shape, or form. And this team is in a collective collective funk. Uh, I need to address some things that don't necessarily have immediate things to do with this uh, Nuggets recent funk, but, excuse me, I've been talking a lot today. Um, This Nuggets team uh, has extraneous issues going on in regard to the front office, Uh, not the front office, but higher ups. I'm talking about KSE, where you have essentially this dispute that's been dragging on and will probably cost Comcast and Dish viewers the entire year of viewership. And then, of course, we get the news this last week that without warning, they began to raise ticket prices. And there is a renewal date on those ticket prices on the first season tickets. They keep you on a short string in order to get you to renew, basically is what it is. Every Anyone who has season tickets, be it through the Broncos, the Avs, um, the Rockies, you are on a short leash. You get little notice to renew your tickets because they don't want you dithering, and they want it to make it seem like it's a urgent decision. 
And often they will raise prices. Sometimes they won't, but often they will. Um, Doug Ottawell, who is a season ticket holder and, and uh, is the publisher, excuse me, the uh, editor of My Life Sports Magazine and publisher, um, he was basically given a one-day notice to renew his tickets. And this was not... Well, let me just put it to you this one. A one-day notice on an 18% price increase when your team has not been seen on on the television um, through, I guess, roughly 60% of the public here in Denver is not a good look. Regardless of what the economics are, it's just not a good look. And it needs to... I, I just don't know what the thought process is there. I think I think that it, the, the Nuggets and KSE... I would say specifically KSE did themselves no favors in the PR front there. And they're probably thinking it won't matter in the end. And there may be a, a certain, you know, to a certain extent, it may not matter. But it's not a good look when most people can't see your games. And um, this is something, whenever this gets resolved uh, between Comcast and uh, um, KSE for altitude, they're going to have to apologize to the public. I mean, it's not necessarily on Comcast and Dish to do it because they don't own the property that is uh, currently not being seen. It really is on altitude, and they're going to have to do it. it, it there's at, at this point, at this point, people, the more this drags on, the more people will... I'm sorry. The more this drags on, the more people will... Sorry about the dog there. The more people will be upset and it's not going to help their cause in any way, shape or form. And uh, once again, I apologize for the dog. I am outside again in the uh, Thornton studios of, uh, of CSG. So I apologize for that. Um, but it's not going to help their cause. And quite frankly, um, it's beyond the point where maybe we need to have some, uh, inward looking, folks at KSC to come out and say, we bear some responsibility for what's going on. Oh, by the way, we raised ticket prices 18% for certain people. Just a thought. Before I continue with the rest of the podcast, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th, and Blake and Wazee, in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. Um... Obviously, considering the times, you know, it's hard to think, well, I need to go out and have some wine. But I'll tell you what, maybe it is a good time. Maybe it is a good time because nothing sounds better to me right now than sitting around and enjoying a good glass of Pinot, a good glass of Cabernet, anything that you could think of that is really, really just a good depth and breadth of wine. Blanchard Family Wines has that. Uh, they're in right in the middle of the dairy block and just... Just a little bit away, just a little jaunt away from the milk market. Say if you're in there, you're enjoying a, um, a nice dinner with some friends or even an, an afternoon where you're at for lunch, pop on over just right down the alley to Blanche uh, Family Wines and they'll hook you up with some great wine, a great atmosphere, and a knowledgeable staff that will walk you through what you uh, their best selections are and even give you some tastes. It's, it's amazing. I have enjoyed it ever since I went in last June. It's been one of my favorite places to go in Denver. Um, Blanchard Family Wine, they are on Facebook and Instagram. 
Once again, they are located between 18th and 19th and Blake and Wednesday in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. They are on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. When you go in, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you there. One of the last items I'd like to talk about is just basically how the Nuggets have boxed themselves into this situation. And it's mostly due to the fact that it's it's they had depth before, but now they have expectations. And sometimes it's hard to meet expectations, and sometimes it's hard to, even though the Nuggets are basically at a similar record to the, as they were last year, um, the expectations are different. No one expected them to win 54 last year. Everyone expected them to win more than 54 this year. That sucks. Obviously, I have sympathy for them there in a sense that sometimes expectations are the the devil. And it kind of presupposes failure if you don't meet up to it, not given the circumstances. However, the Nuggets, since the... Uh, since the All-Star break, have been basically maybe the most disappointing team in basketball. And they are playing like a reflection of their best player. And then, they're, quite frankly, once again, as I pointed out on a podcast a couple, a couple months ago, they're playing like a reflection of their coach. Tense, um, moody, they're playing tight. And if, if, if I'm going to criticize Michael Malone for anything, and, and obviously people know who would listen to this podcast, obviously can hear that a fact that I'm probably more inclined to be critical of Michael Malone than other people. I think he's done a good job, and I think he's a good coach, but I think he needs to be held to a certain standard. And quite frankly, I don't think Malone has met that standard, um, particularly since the All-Star break. Uh, he's coaching tense. He is kind of... His body language, and like I said on that podcast a couple of months ago, his body language and Jokic, Jokic's body language really affect this team. And quite frankly, uh, his body language is awful. It's terrible. You can tell he's tense. You can tell he's not handling the recent stretch very well. And it's reflected in the fact that he was starting to take rage timeouts a lot the last couple games. Um, the Nuggets had one timeout at the end of this last game, and I, it, it was mirror. I don't know how he didn't use the timeout when uh, Will Barton grabbed the rebound uh, in the last possession of the game. Um, he didn't. He didn't call the timeout, which is weird for a guy who really likes using his timeouts. And uh, it just—you could tell he got the yips. Michael Malone gets the yips sometimes, and he's coaching like it. He's coaching tense. He's coaching. It looks like no one on this team enjoys playing basketball right now, and uh, they are a forty-two and twenty-one team, and just they just look absolutely miserable. And you know what? That's not going to win you basketball games at all. And Michael Malone's got to pull his head out. Uh, Nikola Jokic has to pull his head out. A lot of different team, uh, a lot of different um, components on this team, from coach to players from front office to um, up at KSC, need to pull their heads out and collectively get in a better space. The next six games for the Nuggets are against playoff teams, and it ain't going to be a pretty stretch for them if they continue playing this way. Not at all. This is a team that has a ton of talent and probably needs to be playing at a level 
that we have not yet seen them play at this year. And it's been um, very unfortunate to see these people kind of react the way they have to adversity. Figure it out. Figure out where you need to go. Figure out how you're going to approach it. Figure out how you're going to play Michael freaking Porter Jr. Uh, figure out who the, gain some trust in people. You need to figure out everything right now in a very short time span. And it's going to be a question as to what, how they can do it or if they can do it. The season's not on a precipice. The Nuggets will go to the playoffs. How they go to the playoffs will greatly determine how well they do. The time is now. The Nuggets need to figure it out. All right, thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSC Network. I will be talking to you soon. Goodbye.